Welcome to Penn State on this episode of Welcome Up. Get engaged, non-committal, my friends, non-committal. We talk about how and when to get involved, what it takes to create a club at Penn State, making friends and ways to ensure you're reaching your full potential academically, socially, spiritually, and personally at Penn State. From the Bank of America Career Services Building on Penn State University Park's campus, I am Jordan Emily, and this is Welcome Up. Welcome back to the show, everyone. First things first, we got to do a quick housekeeping before we get into an awesome interview uh, with some of my friends, some really incredible people um, who are here to talk a little bit about um, engagement on campus. Remember, I, I just made a really funny pun right there at the beginning of the show. I hope you got it. Get engaged, non-committal. It's a marriage joke. Ha ha ha. Is what it is. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. If you didn't laugh, I did. You can laugh at me is what it is. Great. Uh, but no, I got some really incredible people coming on the show. So hang tight for them. They're going to give you some really awesome insights into staying engaged, how to really make friends at Penn State, right? Like we're not going to do the whole high school. Like how do you make friends in high school game? No, we're going to play like the real like, hey, how do we establish connections between one another? Um, we're going to play that game today. So really excited for that. Um, we're also going to talk about joining clubs, making sure you get the most out of your Penn State career. So just hang on for one minute while we do this quick housekeeping. Here it is. Housekeeping equals you need to read my email. You need to read my email the whole way through word for word, basically, not even basically like you should just read it word for word. It's not that long um, in order to have a smooth extended orientation program. Okay. So eventually, and I promise you this, eventually you're going to run into me. Okay. You're going to meet me or see me in person at one point. I promise you that um, on a more serious note, I do want to, I do want to preface this uh, episode on a personal note. Um, by saying that, I know some of you listening to this right now may think that six feet of distance isn't that much, um, and and you may just negate the fact that it's a part of Penn State's plan of return in order to keep us safe um, and go out and meet new friends and experience new things. And I have to address this by saying that I I know, like I understand that some of you think this way. I get that. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing, but we know that that's not the situation that we can have right now. And we all have to make adult decisions to actively not do that. Um, so while I know this isn't the situation that we want it to be, I know that it's not the situation I want it to be. I'm a senior. This is my senior year. This is your first year. I understand this isn't the situation you want it to be, but it's the lemons we've got. Okay. And if we don't use the lemons the correct way, our metaphorical lemonade is going to taste really, really, really bad. Um, and to put that into a, a reality perspective, it means our semester of in-person will vanish, okay? The way that it goes depends on you. So if you come to Penn State and you have your cork app ready to go and you follow my instructions and you do the things that you need to do on the email, I'm not going to have a certain conversation with you. And I'm going to be a lot of fun. But if you don't do that, I'm going to be a stern guy and I'm, we're going to have a stern conversation and you're going to think I'm really, really angry when I'm really not. I just want you to follow instructions. 99% of life is reading the fine print. And I just need you to read the fine print. So that way we can all do this together and collectively. I'm a really nice guy. I promise you I'm a really nice guy. I want to welcome you nicely, not sternly. So do the action items in the email. It takes each and every single one of us to keep one another safe. And we can see this through the experiences of other universities that it takes all of us. It takes all of us as a community to make this work. Take this seriously. Mask up or pack up. 
All right, we're going to get back to the fun part of the show now. Um, enough of that. And, you know, just make sure that you keep that in the front of your mind at all times. But I'm really excited to you to give you um, a, a nice little picture and a nice little uh, interview with some of some of my dear friends and some really incredible workers on the 2020 orientation team. We're going to talk a little bit about student engagement um, and everything that you need to know to get engaged at Penn State. Non-committal, of course. Haha, there's the joke again. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, but <laughs> that being said, here is the interview. Without further ado, I would like for my guests to go ahead and introduce themselves, and then we will kick it off with the first question. Hi, everyone. My name is Sophie. I'm from Clemson, South Carolina. Um, I'm going to be a junior at University Park, and I'm studying psychology and sociology. Hey, y'all. I'm Danny. I'm a senior from Mount Olive, New Jersey, and I'm studying uh, economics. Hey, y'all. My name is Star. I'm from West Orange, New Jersey. I'm majoring in biobehavioral health, and I will be a sophomore this coming fall. Awesome. There you just heard it. We have Sophie, Danny, and Star with us today. Like I said before, um, some members of the 2020 orientation team, also members of the 2020 extended orientation team. So if they are in um, or if they are your extended orientation leader, you should definitely give them a shout out. Um, and I hope that they will give you a shout out for being in their groups whenever they see you later this week. It's very exciting. Um, so let's go ahead and we're going to go ahead and kick off the first question. Um, we're just going to go around in the circle again and ask, you know, what are you involved in? So I am obviously currently an orientation leader for this summer. I'm also involved in Line Ambassadors, um, and I serve as their THON executive chair. Um, and I'm also on the PR committee for Homecoming 2020. Um, so I am involved in, uh, in Greek life. I uh, am a member of a fraternity here on campus. Uh, I'm also involved in uh, Greek Scare, which is sexual assault intervention, bystander intervention, uh, a course that we teach to Greek life students. Um, I'm also uh, on the board of directors for the Nittany Co-op, which is a company downtown. Uh, on top of that, I am also involved in a couple of social entrepreneurship organizations, such as Enactus, um, focusing on international uh, work. Um, and that's all I got going on for me at the moment. Um, I will be a mentor for Blueprint, a peer mentoring program for underrepresented students this upcoming fall. I'm also in um, an organization called MAPS, which stands for Minority Association for Pre-Health Students. Um, I'm also part of the campus rec team. So like white building, I am building rec halls, stuff like that. And I'm also part of ASA, which is African Student Association. Awesome. So that's some of the involvement from our three guests here um, have a pretty wide range of, of involvement across campus. That's really exciting. So um, I knew that they were going to be a good fit for this episode. I'm excited for you to get to know a little bit more about them as we as we talk here. So um, our first question is, and it, it, obviously for the people listening, they already know that I'm pretty passionate about this. I kind of like what I do. And by kind of like, I mean, I love, um, I think it's incredible work, but I, I would like to hear just from a student's perspective, right? From somebody who's not necessarily in my shoes and maybe maybe it doesn't feel the same way as, as me. Why is it important to you that students get involved? Um, for me, I've just noticed personally and within the peers and friendships that I have around me that there's a really strong correlation between um, the things that you put your energy into as a student um, along with your happiness. Um, so I've just noticed that my friends and my peers who might not be involved or might not be involved with the right things for them um, kind of struggle a little bit more on campus. Um, obviously, that's a case-by-case -case basis. Um, and even I've been in that position where I'm not involved in the right things um, or just not involved in not putting my energy into things that I'm interested in. Um, and that has made me suffer on like different levels. And so I like have learned to seek a lot of my purpose in college 
out of involvement. And I think that a lot of people can agree, especially when they do find the right things. Obviously, that's like a trial and error thing. Um, but I also think there's a lot of, it's a big valiant effort to do that trial and error and you're not, you might not find the right fit right away. Um, but I think that that experience of trying things out and what works for you um, is just a big learning curve. And it's something that um, is going to shape you and help you grow. And at the end of the day, that's what matters the most um, while you're in college. I'm going to take a little bit of what Sophie said um, in terms of things being a trial and error uh, basis when you're trying to find things that you want to get involved with. Uh, I personally in high school, someone who was involved in like everything I could be, my schedule was always packed. Um, and, you know, being here at Penn State, I found that I had to actually pick what I wanted to be involved in and like, you know, find my passions um, because I didn't have the time to put into being like in five or six uh, different organizations, different clubs. Um, and it is a trial and error basis. Um, I recommend like, you know, just getting involved in, in and trying new things, not being afraid to try new things uh, because the more you get involved, the more you try those new, new organizations, those new uh, opportunities that you have. Um, the easier it is to find what you're passionate about, the easier it is to find out what you do like, what you don't like. Personally, I tried something new um, and I ended up finding my passion, uh, uh, which is working with uh, 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 sexual assault survivors. And that actually led me to change my major completely uh, to work with something that got me into law school so that I can work uh, uh, on those type of, of cases. Um, I think it's really important because we go to a very large university and organizations and orgs kind of make it smaller um, for you and get that homey feel that you had in high school where you can walk down the ha hallway and someone call your name out and you give someone a high five and you kind of knew everyone that was might have been in your class. Um, organizations, I know mine that I'm in, especially like Blueprint, it's very family oriented. We always have each other's back. Um, you are guaranteed to know that someone will be there for you. Um, kind of like Sophie said early, earlier, I had some friends that did not do any kind of interactions or um, organizations during freshman year. And they kind of went, um, their mood kind of went down. Um, they didn't get as many friends as they wanted. Um, and they just didn't have that freshman experience that they wanted. Whereas um, I was always going out to my different clubs and um, organization meetings and even socials that some of them would have. Also, a lot of them give a lot of resources, like my organization maps um, is more towards the future that I want to have. Um, I want to go down pre-med. So like I tried to have one social, so like blueprint and then one towards like my major and what I want to do. So you're around people who want to do what you want to do as well. So you have the same mindset and y'all are able to play off resources and just like further each other. Absolutely. Uh, being able to make those connections has, has a lot of different meanings and a lot of different purposes for a lot of different people. Um, and and you'll, you'll be able to see that with the people who you're meeting at Penn State. So that's really exciting. Yeah, I'm going to move on to my next question though. Real talk though, what's the truth about making friends? Like whenever you come to I'm trying to think about my first year too is in me making friends like to be honest I know a lot of you listening at home are probably going to say Jordan you made friends just fine you did great I actually didn't make friends until like my second semester and I wish that I could have changed that and I wish that I had some advice on how to do it and, and, and what some experiences of people who were already at Penn State were 
like, do I talk to upperclassmen? Do I not talk to upperclassmen? I don't know. So, Sophie, go ahead and, and take it away. What's, what is the actual truth about making friends and connections with Penn State? Um, so, my truth, at least, is that I feel like I haven't, until now, after two years of being in college, haven't, like, established my people um, until just recently. And um, kind of like what I said with the clubs um, and what Danny and Star echoed is the trial and error thing. Um, and people just, you will meet so many different kinds of people in college, especially at University Park. Um, and I think that there's a lot of beauty in that and a lot of, um, I don't know, it's just, you meet so many different people that you both don't get along with that are just okay. And there are people that you want in your life for the rest of your life. Like I said, circling back to it, you're going to meet so many different kinds of people that you both vibe with and like absolutely clash with. Um, but those are experiences and you're going to be interacting with people, whether it's physically distant or whatever it is, um, you're going to be interacting with people for the rest of your life, um, whether it's in work, in social aspects, um, family, whatever it is. Um, and so those experiences, whether positive or negative, are going to help you and you are going to find your people, even if it takes more time than the typical person, because um, there isn't any like normal in making friends and finding your people. You know, people do come and go. Your friends do come and go. Um, personally, like. I thought I was going to be like super close with the people I left in high school. Uh, I have about maybe like five friends that I talked to from high school. Uh, and I'm, now that I'm here at Penn State. Um, and then once I got here, you know, I realized, you know, people do come and go. So I wasn't too worried about um, making friends right off the bat. Um, my first year here, I was super, super close to the people on my floor. Uh, we did everything together. But as soon as we moved out, I realized okay, I guess, you know, we weren't that close, um, except for one, one kid, uh, uh, he became my best friend, my ride or die. Um, and through him, uh, uh, I found we had mutual mindsets, we had uh, uh, mutual goals with each other. Um, and with him, we kind of pushed each other out of our out of our comfort zone um, to to have new experiences to get involved in different ways. Um, and eventually, because of him, uh, I, I found my first like actual group of friends um uh that i didn't think i would ever find i never thought i would join a fraternity but within the whole fraternity uh, i can confidently say there are a handful of of guys who i can actually call you know like a fraternity is a brotherhood i call them my brothers um uh they're my ride or die um uh, and it's a new it's an experience i never thought i would have uh, but because i opened myself up to uh, a new experience being that guy on my floor my freshman year and being open to a new experience with him uh, joining a fraternity, I found people I never would have met otherwise. Um, so I think, you know, being, when we're talking about friendships, you have to always be open to new possibilities and new opportunities to meet all those new people. Like Sophie said, you don't know who you have yet to meet that will love you, that will have that friendship with you. Um, and it's all about being open to those opportunities, being open to uh, uh, those situations where you can meet new people. And sometimes it's not going to go right. But what does that teach you? It just teaches you what you don't want in a friendship, what you don't need in your life. Um, so I take those, all those moments for, I am I, grateful for all those moments. Um, so my truth about making friends is my first year, it was very hard, extremely hard. I put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, so I gained a lot of anxiety towards that area of college. Um, but I do remember I had a friend who was a junior currently at Penn State, um, and she told me that 
not to put as much pressure as I was putting on myself to make friends because like Sophie said she didn't make like her essential friends until her junior year and she's still making those connections and that um put that took a lot of pressure off of me granted but I still was trying to establish my friend group because coming from high school I had a very strong friend group of girls um in high school and I talked to everyone I was a very um extroverted person um but coming into college I became very introverted so making um those everlasting friendships was very hard for me my first year um and it was very different because I wasn't myself I felt as um and I was also scared that I couldn't be myself around these new people um after a while you start to um build up like this wall around people because you just don't know them um but you just have to reassure yourself that um once you find those like correct amount of people that it's okay to let down your walls after a while um they're not going to judge you and if they do forget them just drop them they're not there for you in your life and to make you better um but generally don't stress yourself out too much you have so much time. You have 365 days in a year to be making these friendships. Um, and it's only your first semester. There are so many things to be getting used to, but the truth is it is hard. And it might be easier for some people. Don't just because maybe your roommate is making so many friends and like the first day doesn't mean that you're never going to make friends. They might be making fake friends while you're making that one really true friend. So everyone's different just know that they come they come and they will go but they will come to you just it will happen <laughs> awesome thanks everybody so much that was um really fun little insights and it's just nice to have people who are actually saying the real things and not giving it to you um, in a way that it's like, you're going to make friends and you're going to do icebreakers and you're going to love the people on your first floor no matter what. And that's just not the case all the time, right? Maybe you will love the people on their first floor. And if you do, awesome. And if you don't, awesome. The opportunity is still there. Um, I actually want to go ahead and answer this question really quickly too. Just 30 seconds from me. Um, I didn't make any for any friends my first semester. And what I did was I just went to as many events as I possibly could and like just tried to meet people right next to me and it never worked, but it was so fun. And it was like something that I remember that is so memorable for me now. Right. I almost enrolled in the Peace Corps and dropped out of Penn state because I wanted to go make a friend at the Peace Corps meeting. I bought 50, 50 tickets for four people standing around me whenever I went to my first ice hockey game. And, and I'm sure I did a whole bunch of other things that I absolutely was embarrassed at in the minute or in the moment, but it was a part of me making friends and it's hard, but going out on a limb, it has made me grow and made me find some of the most incredible people to be my friends that I've ever met in my entire life. So make sure that you do that and understand that everybody is being vulnerable. And if you're being too cool for a school, you are not doing Penn State right, my friends, in my opinion, in my opinion. What advice would you give to make sure that you have a successful career academically, personally, and socially at Penn State? Um, for me personally, we're going to continue on the truthful and honest um, and transparent route. Um, there were, I think the biggest times where I have struggled is when I bit off way more than I could chew. And I was just so eager to try all of the things that I thought I could potentially be interested in. Um, this is still on like involvement. Um, so I would say this is more under like the social and 
personal uh, umbrella of it, but um, my most stressful times and my most lowest points in school is when I was overextending myself. And it was for things that to this day don't even necessarily like matter to me. Um, so I think just like in those moments, stepping back and realizing what you're truly passionate about because at the end of the day, like you're here because you're passionate and you're driven um, and you don't need to waste any time doing things that don't have purpose behind them. I think in order to you know, have a successful career academically, personally um, and socially, uh, it has to start at that personal level. Um, you have to really know, uh, know yourself. I think that's the basis of you know, being able to be successful in any ways. You gotta know how you work, how you interact with others, how you take in uh, criticism, how you take in certain relationships. Um, you have to know how you study. You have to know the best way you take in information. Um, and, and that's all just a learning experience, honestly. Uh, and if you hadn't, you know, uh, worked on yourself during high school, that's all right. You know, you're still only in your first semester here at Penn State. You still have time to get to know yourself. You still have time to understand every single aspect of yourself. And it is a learning process. I mean, I'm here. Uh, I just ended my junior year of college and I finally understood the best way that I uh, can understand information, the best way I can study. It took me three years to figure that out. But I know for a fact that now this senior year, I'm going to be set up for success academically because I took that time to reflect on what I've been doing wrong my whole time here. Um, and I finally got it right. Um, and so when you, when you do take that time to focus on yourself um, and figure out what you do want, what, how you work as an individual, um, it really clears the path uh, uh, for you to be able to see what you want in the academic world, see how you function in the academic world. Um, once you know yourself, your values, uh, what you want in a friendship, what you want in people around you, um, that just sets you up even better for social success. Social success. You know the situations you're going to allow yourself to be in. You know the friendships you're going to allow yourself to be in. Um, you can reject so much easier those situations that are harmful to yourself, those people that are harmful to you. And while those are also great learning experiences, as you learn more about yourself, it's easier to avoid those harmful situations. It's easier to avoid um, uh, uh, procrastination and um, putting academics last. Um, it's easier to avoid um, all those harmful situations that you just don't need to be a part of. Um, so I don't think I have as many wise words as Sophie and Daniel, Daniel, Danny, but um, I would say after completing my first year a couple months ago that one thing of how to be very successful academically, personally, and socially was not to overwhelm myself or underwhelm yourself. Um, I kind of had a mix of the two. My first semester, I took a very small amount of credits. I underwhelmed myself. I didn't take advantage of a lot of the things that I should have, um, especially with the amount of credits that I had. I could have been doing so many more things than just sleeping in my bed, which comes with time management, like we talked about in virtual orientation. Look at that. And um, also my second semester, I overwhelmed myself. I took a work study job. I added on more organizations. I also took 19 credits. So I don't know what I was trying to do to myself, honestly, but um, just try to work out your time. Don't overwhelm yourself and don't try to do too much. You have time. There's other semesters to do other things as well. You know, it's your first semester, it's your second semester. Try to get used to 
this new experience and new environment. Try to, you know, figure out who you are a little bit more because you might start to feel that like, who am I type phase early on like I did and it was very stressful and it added on a lot of stress to like trying to get good grades as well um also talk to people you know don't hold as much information that goes on in your head to yourself a lot um there's so many resources for you I tell I try to tell everyone this use all the resources available to you there's so many free and maybe like a low cost things that Penn State offers um you can talk to cats you can um talk to your advisor you can talk to um people in your college your friends even professors office hours TAs anyone there's so many people that can help you in different um areas of your life to help you and better you and just try to figure out how to go about your plan with you you know um, you might be setting up this plan as well for your rest of your four years and on and if it doesn't go as planned that's okay do not stress yourself out about that there's going to be bumps and holes and potholes everywhere in your path but as long as you're able to pick yourself up and learn about what you just made a mistake in, you would be fine. And you'll even excel further than maybe you would have if you stuck to your plan. So my, my overall summary is don't underwhelm, don't overwhelm, and don't stress yourself out. And be prepared for little holes and potholes in the path and be able to pick yourself up. And that's how you'll be successful. Success looks different for a lot of different people. So I hope that you take the difference of the, the difference in advice from my three guests. I hope you take that um, and understand that that's their story. And your story might not look as, as identical as theirs, but they have some really good advice. And they just brought you some really good advice with that. So um, take that and take that seriously um, and go out and, and, and be able to, to implement that into the things that you're going to be doing um, at Penn State. It's really exciting. I have one last question that I want to go through with people real quick. It's just a one sentence answer. What is one sentence that holds the key to the advice for getting involved at the virtual involvement fair coming up the first week um, of um, My one sentence is you get out what you put in. Um, do something that, uh, uh, find an organization that will help you grow within your major or your career path find one organization that helps you develop yourself as an individual, whether it's in creativity, whether uh, it, it's in a different type of mindset, whatever that means to you, do something like that. Um, those are my two recommendations, but also don't be afraid to try something new. Um, try to get an org that has something with mentoring in it. Try to get a mentor, um, maybe somebody that's in your field, um, maybe someone that's um, part of something that represents you either culturally or with um, your sexuality, you know, just try to get someone that can guide you and also something that's family like. Thank you for that. Um, of course, that was a lot of advice and a lot of experiences and a lot of different um, approaches to the way that you can go about making the best out of your Penn State career. So I hope you got, um, those of you who are listening, I hope you got some sort of sense of um, how to be engaged, or maybe you got some helpful tips on way to make connections or, or way to better succeed academically or personally or socially. 
Um, I hope you enjoyed that. Again, if you have any questions, I'm actually going to ask them at the end of this um, for their social media handle. So I'll be able to put that in the description of this episode. So if you want to follow them on social media, just go ahead to the description of this episode. You'll be able to follow them, send them DMs, ask them questions, meet up with them, grab them coffee, whatever you need to do. Um, I'm sure they would love to have you. But of course, I want to thank my guests for coming on the show. So thank you all so much for coming on the show. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us, Jordan. Uh, for those of y'all listening from wherever you're tuning in, He's a pretty cool dude, so I don't know. Maybe you should read his emails. Thank you, Jordan. Retweet. Read his emails, y'all. <laughs> All right, and we are back after the interview. want to go ahead again one more time, just like you know how I do. I want to thank my friends uh, for coming on the show. It sometimes may feel like Penn State is overwhelming. Um, and I know that maybe you feel overwhelmed with all the emails that you get. Um, and listening to my high energy on this podcast, whenever you're like, why is this guy yelling at me? Um, and why is he yelling at me to get to read his emails and get the cork app? Um, and I understand. Um, it, it was overwhelming for me, too. And sometimes that's hard. And maybe you won't know where to turn when looking for a friend. Um, and if that's the case, I want you to email me. My email is jue56 at psu.edu. You can email me at any point in time, any time of day. Um, whether you hear this podcast a year after you start or um, before you step on foot on campus. If you want a friend, go ahead and email jue56 at psu.edu. I'll be glad to be your friend. I would love to. Um, that being said, for other clubs and organization information, as well as information about the virtual involvement fair, go ahead and visit orgcentral.psu.edu. Uh, for other personal growth setting and self-help resources, um, really incredible website, by the way. Um, CAPS is doing a great job with this website. u.psu.edu. Go check that out. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about academics at Penn State. What's taking a test really like? How should I actually study? Um, how can I get study help and resources? What's the difference between a professor, faculty member, and a TA? There is so much to learn about for academics at Penn State. The real reason why you're here, um, actually a part of the reason why you're here, maybe it's not the real reason, that's okay. A part of the reason why you're here, a lot of it is the academics and the incredible curriculum um, and education that you're going to get here at Penn State. Um, it'll be great to listen on your walk to your first class. I can't wait for you to listen to it. Uh, and that's it for the show. Don't forget what I said earlier about the whole reading my email thing and the seriousness of the mask wearing thing, because I mean it. Be kind. Be kind to yourselves. Be kind to one another and get engaged. Noncommittal, of course. <laughs> we are.